We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Blog Talk Radio. Good afternoon and a happy Super Bowl weekend. Uh, it is the final weekend of football of the 2015-2016 season. Uh, so enjoy it while it lasts. Uh, but we're here talking about National Signing Day. It was Wednesday. Uh, Indiana signed 21 prospects. And, uh, you know, it was a pretty good class. We'll welcome in Nick Holmes and TJ Inman, uh, both joining us right now. Nick, how are you? Hey, I'm not bad. I'm uh, really excited to talk about some of these new recruits and uh, upcoming spring ball. Awesome. TJ, I know it's a big weekend for you as well. Um, Hopefully uh, you don't have to run out on the podcast, but if you do, we (laughs) wish you the best of luck. And uh, welcome to the show. Yeah, yeah. So far, uh, baby number two is not uh, not quite ready to come out, but we're getting there. And uh, like you said, a pretty solid class for IU, a lot of players that – I know we're very intrigued about the only bad thing right now is that uh, spring ball is still a little bit away. I know we're all ready to uh, get into it. There's there's just a lot to be excited about and a lot of uh, a lot of questions that need to be answered, and we're ready to get going. Yeah, this class is a class that finished 11th in the Big Ten on on two four seven site uh, on the composite yeah. site. Um, so it's something that you know they finished up strong late. Uh, that's been a staple of Kevin Wilson's uh, tenure here at IU. Uh, people have said this is the lowest-ranked class since 2012, and uh, you know Wilson in his press conference pointed out that that class produced three All-Americans and Nate Sudfeld. So it's not a bad class. Uh, anyway, let's go through uh, a little bit. This this class was geared towards the offensive side of the ball. Let's start with uh, running backs. Um, IU signed uh, Keontae Ennis, who flipped from Michigan, and, and Cole Guest uh, out of Ohio, as well as uh, TJ's personal favorite, uh, Tyler <laughs> Nady. Um, so let's go through the, some of these running backs uh, and, and see how they'll fit in next year. Uh, TJ, we'll yeah, start I, with I, you. Yeah, you mentioned Tyler Nady, uh, so I'll start with him. Um, you know, he's we're not going to go through all the measurables and everything of these guys, but um, you can certainly find those on our recruiting profiles, uh, which are up on the site. But uh, Tyler Nady, kid from Euless, Texas, uh, he was a quarterback for uh, much of his high school career. And for those who don't know, Euless, Texas is a very good program in a very good football state. So uh, it, it's surprising that he was a quarterback if you look at him. Uh, get kid that's 260 and he's maybe six foot, probably about 5'10", 5'11". Um, uh, obviously very powerful, but what's surprising about him is that he's pretty nimble for a guy his size. It's not like the weight is uh, making him 
um, just a big bowling ball. Like he's able to move around. Um, I, I think it's going to be really interesting to see how Indiana uses him because he really is not uh, at, at Indiana. Kevin Wilson has not had a guy of, of his size and skill set. Um, he did at Oklahoma, a guy by the name of Trey Millard. Um, and I, I think it'd be worthwhile to kind of go back, and this is something I'm going to do during the off season. go back and look at how he was deployed at Oklahoma um, under Kevin Wilson as the offensive coordinator. But I, I think that what we could see is him used in some different packages. He'll be an extra blocker at times. He'll be a running back at times. Who knows, maybe even some wildcat if Indiana decides to go that route. Um, I think he's very intriguing. Keontae Ennis is the highest-rated running back to come in uh, for Winchester, so it's good to get an in-state kid. Um, you know, he's, he's a little bit uh, of a taller back. He's similar in body build more to Tevin Coleman, uh, certainly than Tyron Nady is or Cole Guest is. Just a, a taller back, um, upright running style, Pretty explosive guy. His stats from high school are just insane. I mean, I, I, it was about 7,000 yards. Is that right? Yeah. That, it, uh, I, I coached uh, McCulloch the other day was talking about I put up video video game numbers in high school. And he's he's a player yeah. that, yeah, I think they're going to start out at running back. And if there's a log jam there, he proves that he can um, – they need him in other places. He's obviously an option. They talk about him just being a strict athlete. And then with Jess, like you are mis- mentioning, he's – He's a smaller guy, five eight, five nine. Um, I saw him last last summer before he got his offer from IU. I saw him at one of the camps, and he was just absolutely blowing by defensive backs. He was working out of the slot a little bit, um, and he he looks ready to play today. I mean, he's already got the build, the physique, yeah. and I think Coach Wilson's really optimistic about what what he'll bring to the offense because, like you said, he's versatile. You can run it, line him up in the backfield move him out into the slot. And I think that's that's the way with a lot of guys that they brought in this class that are just um, capable of making impacts all over the field. But I'm obviously per- particularly fond of Jess just because I'm also not the biggest guy in the room. So uh, I always root for those mm-hmm. smaller guys. Yeah, I think what's interesting right. about him, uh, he's during his junior season, he was in a running back competition uh, with a senior that ended up going to – um, Michigan State, a guy by the last name of Dow, and he ended up beating him out, and they moved that kid to the secondary, and he got on the field last year for Michigan State as a true freshman. Uh, and Cole Guest beat him out to get the running back position, forced that kid to the secondary, and then put up great numbers. I mean, he had really good numbers junior and senior season. So, yeah, I mean, the measurables on him don't look like your typical Big Ten running back, but all he's done is produce whenever he's gotten the chance to do so. And I, I do think he's a guy that could move around some to uh, running back, to slot, H-back. I mean, he's he's a guy that uh, I think the bottom line with these running backs is the offensive coordinator, Kevin Johns, and Kevin Wilson are going to have a lot of fun figuring out how to utilize these players. Yeah, and I think, you know, if you look at the class, you have a lot of guys who can play all over the place. Uh, next, I do yeah. want to take a look at some of the receivers they brought in. Uh, they added uh, late in the game uh, was, uh, you know, hey, early in the game was Phil, Phil Beckner. 
Taysier Mack was very late in the game, and then a couple weeks before signing day was Jonah Morris, who is probably the the best signee of the group. Um, mm-hmm. You know, these wide receivers, they all have one thing coming, they're bigger bodies. Uh, that's something that Wilson wanted uh, to do. He had mentioned this numerous times over the last couple of years. Is, you know, at the beginning of his tenure at IU, the – wide receiver position had gotten small and he's getting yeah. these big bodies in and they're six four, six three, uh six two. Um and so we'll see a lot more guys of size like Simi Cobbs mixing with guys like Mitchell Page or Ricky Jones who are smaller uh, and should give IU more balance in, in the, the passing game and, and at the wide receiver position. Yeah, I think Morris is where um I think Morris is probably the most likely to see immediate playing time out of this group. Um, uh, he's from Ohio again. Indiana had a had a strong class from Ohio. That's pretty typical for for this coaching staff. It's a state that Indiana has done well in and has gotten some really good players uh, on the current team from. And um, I think Jonah Morris is definitely the highest rated of the group. Uh, he was a Michigan State commit previously, so. Yeah, he had a lot of big time offers. He chose Indiana over. Um, I think Michigan State maybe was looking at him as a linebacker, outside linebacker. Indiana's looking at him currently on the offense. That could change um, if they, you know, maybe see well. We're supposed to pile that at wide receiver, and we really like you at linebacker. But I, I think he'll probably stick at uh, wide receiver for his freshman season and see how that goes. He's a big kid that really you could slide. Outside um, is kind of the semi Cobb's understudy, I think is the most likely role. Uh, or you could see him maybe treated as kind of a uh, tight end that splits out wide. So I, I don't know. He's, he's a versatile guy. Bill Banker from uh, Florida. He's a, another good recruit. Uh, like you said, these are all bigger guys. And then Casey Mack, uh, he committed from Rutgers, slipped in Indiana very late. He had some good offers, kid from New York, which is not an area that Indiana has usually gotten a lot of guys from, but I got a couple from this class. That's exciting for you, Sammy. You're neck of the woods there. Yeah, and I spoke to one of the high school coaches um, that I'm friendly with in the area, and he said Taysier Mack was a guy that he tried to recruit to the high school he coaches at. Um, He's a very, very hardworking kid, and he thinks he's going to be a, a nice player for the Hoosiers, and, and you saw them. IU had to hold off Penn State there um, over the last, you know, couple mm-hmm. days, couple weeks. Uh, I believe Penn State offered him on the 19th after after a visit. But you know, it's a nice grab for IU, and uh, we'll transition uh, into who's going to be throwing them the ball. That you know, we put out, uh, TJ. You put out a, a piece on uh, earlier this week on instant impact guys, and. Uh, we kept Richard Legault, uh out of there just because it is so obvious that he's going to be the instant impact guy of this class. Um, you know, a JUCO transfer, you, you, he has the same body type as Sudfeld. His arm strength is terrific. Yeah. Um, and so you'd think he would just slide in um, with little adjustment, uh, time for adjustment. And we'll see if, um, you know, Indiana's season depends on him. If he could slide in there and, and make that seamless transition, then the sky's the limit for this offense. And 
it's really it gets you fired up just thinking about it. Um, so if uh, Richard Legault could go in there at quarterback, they also brought in Peyton Ramsey, uh, a high school quarterback. I believe that he's going to redshirt. Uh, IU has Austin King is probably going to back up uh, Legault. I have Diamant in the mix and, and two other guys and Danny Cameron um, back there as well. So it'd be a nice uh, year for Peyton Ramsey to redshirt, uh, get into the weight room, uh, get his body size right, and then be that, that guy who's bridging from Sudfeld to, to himself, and, and go is that next step as well. But now Indiana's finally stockpiling some talented depth at, at quarterback. Yeah, something something really important about Ramsey is, and we've talked about this, and I've, I've spoken to him a couple times, is he's a coach's son, so he, he's a learner of the game. He eats it up. Um, thinks about it night and day. So, like you said, Sammy, an, an extra year, putting on some extra weight, some strength, learning the offense a little better. In 2017, 2018, he should be good to go, depending on um, how great of a season uh, Lego has this, this upcoming year. And then another name that you didn't mention um, that might be in the race to uh, to see some snaps at quarterback this year is Donovan Hell. Now, I know he, he ends up at wide receiver part of the year, but um, he just brings an interesting skill set to the position, some uh, athleticism and a pretty big body. So not someone to maybe overlook or, or could be in the mix at some point. But, yeah, you're absolutely right. It looks like Legault is the guy from uh, from day one, and as long as he can go in there, um, become comfortable with what the offense is trying to do, which based on his tape shouldn't be too difficult. Yeah, and he's in for – He's a early enrollee. He'll be in for spring practice, so I, I think that's immensely important for IU to get him those 15 practices. He was in some of the practice and bowl practices, so he has some under his belt, but he's now gaining the trust of his receivers, gaining the trust of his teammates, uh, and we'll see him during the spring, so that'll be nice to see as well. Um, now, uh, another strength of this class for IU was the offensive line. Uh, you had Mackenzie uh, Wara, who apparently is uh, has some uh, Nigerian royalty uh, in his bloodlines. Uh, you also brought in Koi Kronk out of Purdue's backyard in Lafayette uh, and some other guys. So offensive line, I really think, is, is going to be a strength here. Yes, yeah, I the... Mackenzie Nora is the guard. Uh, Grayson Stover, um, kid from Florida that Indiana was able to get. Uh, let's see, Ryan Smith from Ohio, very good uh, two-way athlete. And it looks like they're going to put him on the offensive line. Uh, he was coming off of an injury in his senior season. So uh, I I put him down as my most likely to redshirt, and that's not a knock on Ryan Smith. It's just he's coming into a position that is – I mean, they don't need freshmen to play on the offensive line, which is a great thing for offensive linemen. You want them to have a couple of years to get bigger, get stronger, and then come in when they're redshirt sophomores or redshirt juniors and really excel uh, as older players in the system. Um, so, Nora, quick wrong, yeah. The, uh, and he was upgraded to a four-star by a couple different services. Um, another guy that played – on offense and defense, and uh, his tape shows he's got a mean streak to him uh, in a good way. I mean, not cheap shots, but um, he'll finish the play. It's kind of the parlance they use. Um, I, I really think the Koi Kronk 
and Mackenzie Dora are guys that, if in an absolute pinch, Indiana needed them to, which it would take quite a few injuries to need this, but if in an absolute pinch, I think those two later in the season would be able to contribute. Uh, And then I think that beginning next year, they're guys that you'll look to really push for playing time. Uh, And then I think Ryan Smith and Grayson Stover, a couple years down the line, look like guys that if they develop could be, you know, quite, quite strong. I know that, uh, I know Nick, you, um, you're pretty, pretty high on this offensive line class and it makes sense. I mean, it seems to me like this is kind of the, the strength of the program um, I think everybody recognizes how good Greg Fry is at his job, and he, it looks like he's got some really good clay to mold with this group. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, it seems like every time uh, Coach Fry goes out and, and picks his guys, and gets ones that he wants, they they seem to they seem to uh, grow quickly into the role. I mean, we we talked about this the other day through text messaging, just how much depth this offensive line has, and there's some really talented guys mm-hmm. that have that have yet to even sniff the field. And I think whenever they committed a couple of years ago, um, we all thought, yeah, these guys are these guys are destined to have a huge impact. Now, that's not saying that they haven't in practice or as scout team players, but um, expectations-wise, uh, some of these highly ranked guys have, have still not been able to crack the rotation, which says a lot about um, just the development that – that this program's had along the along the offensive line, which always wasn't a strength in uh, in years past. Yeah, and you know it's now a luxury that you can redshirt some of these guys. I, I think the stat was that Indiana had played sixty true freshmen uh, over the five years that uh, Wilson has been here. So that's twelve a year. Uh, it's about half the class on average uh, gets to play. So it's a luxury to get these guys. Uh, red shirted, get him in the program. I know not playing kind of stinks, but uh, it, it the the depth of the offensive line is, is pretty good. They also bring in a, a couple of tight ends, uh, a JUCO guy and Ian Thomas, who we all thought was flipping to Texas A&M, uh, but we're yeah. glad that he's at IU. You have Sean Bonner out of Georgia, a late addition as well, a 6'3", 250-pound guy. So the tight end position, after losing a couple guys to graduation, um, and we'll see if Danny Friend comes back for another year as well. Uh, it gets reloaded, so so that's nice to see. But let's flip over the defensive uh, side of the ball. Uh, they, they there was some good recruiting in the secondary, which is a very big need for for IU. We saw Brandon Drayton out of Florida from Largo. Uh, IU will have a potential starting safety squad of Largo. Um, alumni of Jonathan Crawford and Brandon Drayton. Uh, you know, you have uh, Khalil Bryant out of Jacksonville, Florida, who looks to be pretty uh, pretty solid. Um, you also have uh, Ashawn Riggins out of Ohio as well, Hamilton, Ohio, which is the same high school as Marcus Oliver. So these secondary players, uh, it, it is something that IU focused on, and, and you saw it last season that the secondary uh, was – was the weak spot. And you also add in JUCO transfer Jamie Thompson, who's on campus, will be uh, participating in in spring practice as well. So now you have some depth and talent uh, in the secondary on on defense. So, uh, Nick, what do you think about uh, some of these uh, DBs? You know, um, most importantly, like you mentioned, having Thompson 
on campus uh, during the spring ball will definitely go a long way in getting him acclimated to this level of ball. Um, we know that he was a former Ohio State guy, uh, went the JUCO route for a couple of years, and now he's at IU. And I expect him to be a big impact player, especially in the secondary that um, at times was lacking some playmaking. Now we saw John Crawford. He had a big impact as a true freshman. But, but also importantly is just how long these guys are. You know, we got six one, six two, six foot. I think the only one that might be under six foot was uh, Khalil Bryant. So I think that uh, it looks like, once again, priority is to get size and length in the secondary and some, some ball hawks and playmakers that maybe had been lacking in years past. And um, how many of these guys see action early on? Hopefully not all of them, uh, aside from Thompson. It would be nice to see the returners um, step it up a little bit. Um, they had some, some good moments. Like I mentioned, John Crawford had a had a solid great year, and uh, Fant also had a good year. So we just need some other people to step up, uh, get healthy. I know that some injuries ravaged the secondary most of the year. So that will be important, too, just getting everybody back and healthy. And, yeah. Yeah, I think think what's interesting about this group, like you mentioned, the length and the athleticism. Um, but I, I, I'm really going to be interested to see how many secondary players end up playing because, number one, we're switching to Tom Allen's 425. It's yet to be seen exactly how that's going to be deployed. Uh, it'll be different based on, you know, game flow and different situations. But um, there are going to be – there's going to be necessity for more talented secondary players to play than there has been in previous systems. Kevin Wilson has mentioned that he felt like he overtaxed some of his secondary players last season – uh, and they ended up just playing more snaps and wore down toward the end of the season. The stats would back that up. The secondary got worse as we went on for the most part. There were a few uh, discrepancies there, but for the most part, the secondary did wear down. So I think you're going to see quite a few guys in the rotation, uh, and it's going to be fun to see how they uh, who wins out the battles. That's going to be one of the one of the big ones in spring ball, and then – once these freshmen arrive, uh, how they fit into the mix. But that hybrid position that's kind of the fifth guy in the four-two-five is going to be one that we currently really have no clue uh, what type of player is going to be looked at to fill that uh, role because we just haven't seen it before here. Uh, and there's different personnel maybe than what Tom Allen would ideally like. So it'll be a lot of fun to see uh, – see how those puzzle pieces end up fitting together. Yeah, it's going to be this is this is the first time that I've been actually um I I'm always excited for spring practice and fall practice. Yeah. But this is yeah. like the first time I'm locked in. It's it's there are so many intriguing position battles. You have, you know, quarterback is going to be a battle, uh running back is going to be a battle. We'll see uh who's there. It looks like they're going to Try Cammy on Patrick there. We'll see if that that fits. Um, but you know, for oh, you're salivating after you, you are salivating I, I, over. I, yeah, I think you're already I, convinced it's going to stick. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure it's going to stick. Um, <laughs> but after what Wilson said after him uh, about him after the Purdue game, that that he's yeah. probably the best player on the team. It, it's something that people should be excited about. And I, I'm just getting goosebumps talking about him right now. But uh, it's the spring you have. Speaking of the – uh, 
I was going to say, speaking of the hybrid position, we kind of glossed over that pretty quickly. But um, one name that I had kind of thought about this last week, um, and I'm not sure if you went through senior day festivities or not. You guys may know better than me, but was Dawson Fletcher. He saw a lot of time in that that nickel outside linebacker spot. Uh, He came in as a safety. He's added some weight. He's 6'2", 218. I don't know exactly what size they're looking for, but he seems like a name that could land there. There are so many people who could play at, at different spots. And, I mean, we listed off, I, I mean, I think it was yesterday, we listed off five, six, seven guys who could be playing, you know, who who could be fighting for playing time at, at that position. And, and some guys are going to be the odd men out. And, and same on the receiver side. There are, you know, six, seven, eight, nine receivers. You get Jay Sean Harris back. Um, yeah. You know, is, is Dom Booth, who's, Tom Booth has not been mentioned at all. Is he coming back mm-hmm. um, and get some playing time? Or is our guys like Isaac James going to come back from injury? Is he going to play offense or defense? It, it's Marky really Hawkins. everything's exactly another guy who I forgot about until I saw him on on Instagram the other day. Marky, where's Marty Hawkins going to play? You know, it, it'll be interesting to see if guys transfer after the spring to see where they're at, or mm-hmm. you know. If these position battles will probably go through the summer, uh, and we'll see on opening day, but there is a lot to be excited about, uh, and it's it's fun to follow this as it goes along because usually there aren't this many position battles, especially at IU. The, the last few years have been who's going to be quarterback, who's going to be at running back. But now you have it's basically the offensive line is, is basically set. There are a few position battles there. Um, but everything else is wide open. And it's going to be awesome to cover and awesome to speculate and come up with new things and have conversations. And so, you know, it, it's I, – I, I sound like I can't wait till the season starts. So, Who else? Uh, oh, Jerome Johnson. Yeah, we forgot uh... – I forgot the lone defensive lineman that was brought in, and I know a lot of people, including myself, are concerned about that. Um, there are some guys that are left over that just have not gotten the chance to show themselves yet that can play on that defensive front. We'll get into those on, on later dates. But a uh, kid from uh, Three Star from Mississippi, uh, Indiana got yeah. on to him late, and I think they're pretty happy uh, to find a, a player that is you know pretty good quality. I mean, I'm not going to pretend like he's, you know, some immediate impact, great five-star, solves IU's, you know, defensive tackle position. But I think he can definitely be a contributor, if not this year, then down the line, 2017 class, they're going to really hit uh, hit the defensive front pretty hard, I imagine. Alan Stallings is another guy that we hadn't brought up, the, the yeah. flip from Central Michigan, and a lot of people have been, been high on him, maybe calling him the, the steal of our class. And then uh, Marcelino Ball, the uh, seven, I think Ooh. he's turning seventeen this spring, so he's April. only sixteen April. years old. And yeah, yeah. So he's another guy who looks to already looks apart, but uh, it'd be nice if yes. he could get a year of seasoning. Yeah, yeah I and, think and that's probably what you're looking at. Um, is a year of him maybe sitting out because he is so young, but physically he looks. <laughs> Really, really good. I mean, I, I and he had three older brothers uh, that were able to play D one uh, D one football, including Reggie Ball, that's at Georgia Tech, and um, 
I forget the other one's name, but he plays for the Panthers, so he's in the Super Bowl. So, um, yeah, I think he's going to be an exciting exciting guy down the road. He's got the physical ability for sure. Yeah, and Alan Stallings, uh, I think we're all excited about him. His weight's a little low, but that's because he's wrestling. And I, I believe Wilson said he was 27-1 and one on the national championship wrestling team. And, you know, that's pretty impressive. Um being 27 and one on a national title uh, wrestling team, uh, you know, wrestling and football. A lot of these defensive linemen have wrestling backgrounds. You look at uh, at Iowa, and they always love these kids on the line with wrestling backgrounds because they know how to use their leverage. They know how to use their hands. They're physical. They they're quick, um, and all of that stuff. So Alan Stallings is somebody to keep your eye on. Uh, you know, he was kind of an under-the-radar pickup, but he he could be one of the hidden gems of this class as well. Uh, so, uh, quickly, guys, who uh, won each? Uh, Nick, we'll start with you. Who's a, uh, who's a guy to keep your eye on uh, that I used signed in uh, 2016? Uh, I, I look for Jonah Morris to have a, an impact this fall. They need another big wide out, wide receiver on the outside, and he has everything you're looking for. Right. Uh, TJ, how about you? Yeah, I also took uh, Jonas, Jonah Morris as the instant impact guy. Um, I think under the radar, I took Cole Guest uh, as somebody that I think maybe not this year just because there are so many running backs. I think he will play some. But um, I think Brandon Drayton is a, a player that is going to end up being a really valuable member of Indiana's secondary. I just look at the impact that Jonathan Crawford has. And we heard um, we heard that multiple people from Florida, but one in particular that is on our podcast, Lennon Ostrander, um, he compared Drayton favorably to Jonathan Crawford. So I just look at that as being a pretty good fit in this four-two-five, and I think that the more playmakers, the better in any end of defense. So I'll go with Drayton. Yeah, those are two good picks. I, I would probably go with Morris. Um and just because they need another big-body wide receiver, he, you could yeah. play him anywhere in the slot on the outside, uh, and, and he'll come ready to go. Drayton's another good pick, uh, but if I had to go with somebody different, uh, I I might go um, I might go with Keontae Ennis. He's a guy who's highly rated. He could play all over the place. He could return uh, kicks. You could put him at running back to spell if, uh, you know spell whoever's uh, there for a few snaps. You could put him in the slot uh, and, and play him all over. Uh, he's ran the hundred yard dash in, in ten point five three seconds, and is uh, you know a three year letter winner in, in football, four years of basketball. He's just an overall great athlete, and I think that you could you'll see him all over the place on offense if they don't uh, if they don't redshirt him. So. I, I believe Ennis will play. I believe he'll he'll be one of those guys, exciting guys to keep an eye on. Um, so that's my pick. Uh, guys, thanks for coming on on a Saturday. Enjoy the Super Bowl. TJ, uh, congratulations on child number two. Uh, hopefully it comes this weekend. If not, it hopefully it comes uh, sooner rather than later. And, Nick, thanks for joining us, and, and hopefully uh, we'll uh, get together soon again. All right. Thanks for having me on, guys. Yep. Thanks, Sammy. Have a good week, everybody. All right. That does it for our signing day wrap-up podcast.
follow us on HoosierHuddle.com. You can find the podcast also on iTunes. Uh, so do check that out um, and, and come back. We'll have our spring previews have already started. Uh, we have put up our uh, quarterbacks preview last week. Uh, so take a look at that. Um, we'll have running back previews coming up shortly, and we'll have throughout the, the rest of uh, the downtime before spring ball, we'll have our, our previews out to you. So uh, don't hesitate to tweet us. Uh, don't hesitate to email us, comment on the site with questions. Uh, we'll love to have them. We'd love to answer them. And we'll do, uh, coming up, we'll do some, some fan Q&As. And have a great day. Enjoy the, rest, uh, enjoy the rest of the weekend. Enjoy the Super Bowl. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my! Look at that! He is! And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win! Unbelievable! When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. The NBA Finals are heating up. Looking for hot takes on all the postseason action? The Old Man and the Three, presented by BMW, is the podcast to listen to for the ultimate finals coverage. Host and former NBA sharpshooter J.J. Redick not only has a plugged-in perspective on the action from his time in the league, but he's also announcing the games in real time for ESPN. J.J. has the ultimate insider point of view, and he's taking you along for the ride as he breaks down the best defensive schemes, dunks, and drives from each game. And speaking of incredible drives, there's no better place to tune into your new favorite podcast, The Old Man and the Three, than in a standard-setting BMW. Luxury meets power to create a wholly new driving experience. Push the limits this NBA season with the brand that set the ultimate standard. BMW, the ultimate driving machine. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today.